Welcome back to another episode of the Daily Dose of Aim. Today we're diving into an important and often uncomfortable topic, preventing sexual harassment among teens. Our goal today is to provide you with useful information and practical advice on building healthy relationships and fostering respect. We want you, our listeners, to feel empowered and educated after this episode. So um, today we have a very special guest with us, Samreen Ebuseh. She's a lawyer. Uh, a prevention of sexual harassment trainer and a diversity and inclusivity uh, consultant. So do you want to introduce yourself? Thank you, Ananya, for having me here. I'm very excited to educate everyone about this extremely sensitive and serious topic. Right. Um, So let's get right in. Um, So let's start with defining what sexual harassment actually is. So imagine you're at a school dance and someone keeps making unwelcome comments about your appearance or touching you in a way that makes you feel uncomfortable. Is that considered sexual harassment? So to help you understand, we have um, Samreen here. So uh, before we get into the example, let's talk about what sexual harassment is, the definition of sexual harassment is. Uh, sexual harassment is any unwelcomed behavior of sexual nature. This could be physical, this could be verbal and this could be non-verbal as well so physical uh, i think we all must have uh, understood and are aware is touch uh, it could vary from uh, an uncomfortable handshake to even groping so that uh, is physical sexual harassment verbal is uh, comments and jokes and uh, compliments that are inappropriate are about your uh, personal lives in terms of your love life, your sexuality, and uh, your body, basically, objectifying your body. And nonverbal could vary from winking and whistling and any gestures that are made. So sexual harassment manifests itself in, it's a very broad term that uh, manifests in, way in these three things. So at a school dance, if someone's touching you inappropriately and you're uncomfortable with it, then yes, that would be physical sexual harassment. Uh, before we also get into the other areas and ways of sexual harassment, I think we need to talk a little bit about why people think it's okay to be inappropriate with others. Why do you think? Where do you think this comes from? Because it's not being taught at home. I should hope so. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I mean, I think it just, I think it's unawareness, first of all. Like, people aren't really aware of what even counts as it. Like, we were talking about how there have been many instances um, where people don't even realize that they are being, like, sexually harassed. So I think people just don't realize what they're doing. And uh, and even they don't know where to, like, draw boundaries. So I think that's probably where it comes from. A lot of that is, right, like... People do not know to draw boundaries because they are taught to draw boundaries. And a lot of this like stems from a lot of gender inequality that we see in our society where one gender or one community or group thinks they are superior to another. Mm-hmm. And how this manifests itself in our lives is through unconscious bias. So every uh, experience that we have, I believe, creates a filtered Uh, as to how we perceive life and perceive everything that goes on. So when there is, and you and I and everyone else has a lot of unconscious bias that as seemingly educated people we should be working on. But this is not a priority because no one makes it a priority. So there's a lot of unconscious bias against communities uh, or groups of people or even different genders. And when we talk about gender, it's across the board. Uh, And this 
tends to uh, reinforce traditional gender norms and a lot mm-hmm. of stereotypes that we have for certain genders and certain groups of people even and when when you combine these two unconscious bias and traditional gender norms what you get is entitlement you feel entitled to someone's time someone's body someone's whatever mm. so um, from the entitlement there is a lack of respect so right. this is like a cycle yeah so when you feel entitled you don't respect their boundaries you don't respect them as a person you are not considerate towards another person you see them as either superior or lower a lot of instances of sexual harassment that you see are late realization people go back and they're like oh that was not okay to say or that was not okay to do so i think we saw have you watched made in heaven season 2 yet yeah. so we saw that storyline about how because the female student there yeah. was consented to something yeah. then we saw how she was sexually harassed but adults were blaming a little child saying that she want saying that she wanted attention and she yeah. was doing this for attention that is normalization of sexual yeah. harassment where you downplay it where you tell people that this is not a big deal like just you know casually harassing someone is not a big deal whistling at someone is not a big deal it's just a compliment it's just a joke why why are you taking it so seriously so it gets extremely normalized and when it gets normalized people don't realize it mm. so to you and me it may seem like oh i didn't realize it oh she didn't realize it why didn't you realize it because of the things that happened to it yeah, yeah like it's a mindset that people have that yeah. leads to this and once there is a normalization of something like this and there's a downplaying of something like this people don't bring it up it's like everyone is just okay with it yeah so i think that's a really interesting concept of like how biases and stuff are built in people but how do you think people can constructively deal with these biases whether it be someone who is on the receiving end or on the side who's doing it so i think uh, a lot of things contribute to our biases right. no one is free from it and like it's not you know you're not an evil person because you have an unconscious bias we all grew up with certain ideologies around certain people uh, around certain cultures and groups that you know influence the way that we perceive the world as educated people it is something that you need to prioritize on it can't be like you know you need to acknowledge that this is an unconscious bias you need to constantly check yourself because this is not a priority for a lot of people um i mean acknowledging it would be half the step already because i think a lot of people don't want to acknowledge that they even have any kind of bias in them um but i'm sure everyone has some kind of bias everyone does yeah um so let's go to online harassment because i think that's become more and more common as we go um so what can uh like teens do in if they're in this situation so i'm just going to give you like a hypothetical situation because i thought these would help you know our listeners understand if they're in one of those situations they know exactly what they can do um so say you're in a group project and one of your classmates keeps sending you explicit messages online how do you deal with it and what steps can you take to address the situation without making it worse <clears throat> um i think we saw this recently in india with the boys locker room and it was it was 
again teens being involved in it. the harassers were teens and the victims were also teens and minors in particular so um, when it comes to online harassment it gets a little harder to control because the world of social media is so big and so uncontrollable in these cases where uh, in this example particularly if you're receiving messages it's easier to block the person not respond to the message and uh, just you know cut off and draw a line not not especially, encouraging it yes uh, especially not like laughing at it don't yeah. like on instagram you can just like a picture yeah. don't do that uh, don't acknowledge the message while ignoring it doesn't particularly uh, it doesn't stop because you ignore it yeah but it's you know a step that you can build up to it right. to uh, stop it so I'll, um, there's this thing that uh, this concept that I came around during one of my trainings where uh, it's called a toolkit a sexual harassment toolkit that's what I like to call it where it's not easy for everyone to say no directly yeah. and bluntly and firmly which is the ideal option uh, so when you can't say no you pick out these things from the toolkit my toolkit has three questions because uh these have worked for me the first question is what do you mean the second is what happened and the third is what are you doing so uh you can use either this question or like a combination of these questions so what i do is like for example if someone sends an inappropriate message what do you mean so then the person who's saying the inappropriate joke or sending you that inappropriate meme will have to explain themselves and some people may explain themselves for the first time then you just go on again and ask them what they mean until they realize that this is not something that they should have told you yeah. but if you can draw a firm boundary be rude it's okay just be rude say no and if you can't you have this toolkit that's amazing i think that toolkit is really helpful because um, a lot of people when something happens to them they don't know what to say yeah. and what is appropriate or how to express what they're feeling at that moment so how do you think teens can navigate digital spaces uh, while maintaining healthy boundaries and preventing online um, harassment because for example with the toolkit that you just spoke about when you're messaging someone back i feel like it's not the same as if you're actually in front of them and they say something to you and you're using these sentences i think it would be the same because uh you're still asking them to explain it you're constantly but it's asking. so easy to like ignore or just not respond after that right so then if uh do you it, think it's a better option to like ignore the message when it comes in you can ignore the message for the moment but i think you should go back and tell them that this is not how you speak to me i don't find this funny and communicate in some way or the other that you are not comfortable with this conversation and and educate people like what we're doing here is so great uh, is ex- teaching yeah. people how to, how deal, to deal with, with it, it and acknowledging them and telling them that this happens and it's okay it happens to a lot of people uh, and you are not alone and this is what you can do that's right i think it's like it's so uh, normalized now because as like a girl i know that i've received so many like inappropriate messages and then we like people talk about it all the time but we don't really do anything to stop it from happening so um i think that's informative of like how people can actually do some make a change in the smallest way possible because you can't obviously change the other person's mindset 
but I think you can do these little small things to make them aware that what they're doing isn't right. Um, so I think now let's talk about like boundaries and relationships because I think that's often not spoken about. Um, so for instance, say someone's in a new relationship and your partner wants to take um, things to the next level physically, but you're unsure and hesitant about this. So how can you kind of um, navigate the situation while ensuring both parties are comfortable? So this isn't exactly sexual harassment, but I think it's important to... Uh, create boundaries so that it doesn't go to the next level right yeah I think a lot of sexual harassment happens in relationships because this and like if you hear about a lot of relationships from like I know I have heard a lot of friends not realize that they're being sexually harassed Uh, I think the idea of consent has been spoken about so much and on the online space everywhere else so you have to understand two things one I think is the idea of consent whether it's you or whether it's your partner it has to be consent in that moment any consent before it will not count as consent in that moment Uh, you may have agreed to engage in some activity earlier but if you don't want to do it now it doesn't matter whether you said yes earlier or not a yes said previously is not a yes no what people don't realize is that's not the only way that you can express love and it may be one of the ways but it has to be but it has to be something that you want to do both partners want to do it one person thinks that they are entitled to another person's privacy just because they're in love or they're in a relationship whether your relationship is one year old one month old a decade old it doesn't matter you have to base it on on respect and if you are not respected then it doesn't matter how much they love you because you can love yourself and you'll find someone who love you love you as much as you deserve but you need to have be with someone who can respect you um so let's talk a little bit more about peer pressure so um i think there are a lot of situations where uh, your like even your friends can tell you to do something that you're really uncomfortable doing whether it's whatever it is like so um let's say for instance you're at a party and you're with some people that you have you know you've just met and you really want to be friends with them um and they're encouraging you to do something you're not really comfortable with so how can you stand your ground at that point and prioritize your feelings and boundaries i think this is like a thing that people go to therapy for because everyone's still trying to be able to stand up for themselves and this is like a lifelong process you're constantly working on yourself and mm, for teens (laughs) uh, I think to have your head on your shoulders is extremely important you need to know what values are important to you and uh, all these are very conceptual things but these are things you need to literally like I think writing them down will help you like this is something that is important to me this is my priority this is my value so you know as teens you want to be accepted and when you especially in a new friend circle you want to have the cool friends you want to be the cool friend Uh, in that case again I think being level-headed is so important and extremely difficult for a lot of people because you can get swayed like you just went into college and there's like a newfound freedom living by yourself uh, just getting to make all the decisions that your parents or your guardians would have made for you otherwise like what you yeah so with this newfound freedom i think you need to realize that 
you have that freedom but you also need to be uh, responsible yeah. so i can quote spider man was it with great <laughs> yeah. responsibility a power comes great <laughs> yeah with great power comes great responsibility right. so as you were talking about all of this i actually remember an instance that happened in my college um so we one of my friend and me had recently moved into like a new accommodation and we were invited to a party downstairs and there were like a bunch of new people that we had never met and it was a great chance to like socialize and meet new people in the accommodation and everything um and there was obviously alcohol and um since it was a new group of people i didn't really want to drink and anyways i'm not that fond of drinking so whenever they offered me alcohol i kept saying no like you know i'm good thank you um and then my friend said the same thing but um they were like no you have to drink and they just took like a bottle of alcohol and they were like forcing it down our throats and like i had covered my mouth and i just walked away when that happened but i think my friend didn't realize what was happening uh and they poured like a lot of alcohol down her throat and i think when we spoke about it later we i mean we like both of us realized no she realized that she wasn't even aware of what was happening at that point and she didn't know how to stand her ground and say no uh when that was happening and it was not because she didn't know what she wanted it was just everything happened so quickly that she didn't realize it's very unfortunate that we always have to be afraid or like be cautious about every little thing but that's the society we live in so like great job on being able to stand your ground and saying no but this is what i said you know you take things out from your toolkit and you yeah. say no 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 i don't want to do this i don't like but people don't realize it's all fun and games to them they don't you know people can't accept or no they can't really realize that this is a boundary that i need to respect and this happens so much like even in school you'll like i know we've played games that may not have been very nice we've, it's been like out of fun and excitement oh let's do this oh this is such a cool thing to do uh but again it just comes back to you constantly being aware of your values your responsibility to yourself first yeah. forget everything else your responsibility to take care of yourself and i'm sure your friend would has now learned to find a way to say no the next time this happens but this happens so often yeah so like it's a very simple instance that i've seen happen in many parties it but happened. then now that we're talking about it it's like it just like comes back like oh you need to like know how to draw boundaries and know what you want before anything else yeah so in this context like when we were talking about the situation i was right like standing right next to my friend and this was happening to her and i i knew that like it wasn't nice right because i had already said no for myself so in these situations how how do you be like um how to be an active bystander and and handle the situation in a better way where i could have helped my friend I think um what would have been a nice thing to do is also drag your friend away from the group of people just walking away because like you said they were excited they were in a party they were refusing to listen to a no so just like walking away from the situation in this case is ignoring it is uh, good anywhere it happens i think acknowledging it and bringing it up one with the harasser and two with the victim and because this is such a sensitive and serious issue the way you bring it up has to be you know a uh, polite and extremely respectfully because right. no one will take being accused of sexual harassment yeah. very nicely so for example say it's something more serious like sexual harassment that i probably see like in public transport or something like that 
in that situation, I probably won't have the time to go and talk to anyone. So how do I stop it from happening in front of my eyes? You can uh, document it. That is the most helpful way to record okay. and deal with sexual harassment. That is to document it and then later do something about it. Um, so a place that I think a lot of sexual harassment happens in is school. And I think because you're so like young and I think most people don't realize it. So um, how to deal, how do you deal with sexual harassment happen, happening in a place like school? Like you said, sexual harassment happens so much in school and a lot of it comes from the teachers and we don't even realize it. It is very important for the parents to explain to their children that, you know, these are appropriate things that someone, these are inappropriate yeah. things that someone may say to you and do not tolerate this. It is very important for your guardians or, you know, people you rely on and your parents to explain to you and keep you aware of what could be inappropriate, like Adidin. But at the time, you don't realize that this is inappropriate for an mm. adult to be telling a child or like for an adult to be commenting on a child's yeah. body. But you think, it's oh no, it's the rule. Yeah. Oh, why Like why does it matter what the yeah. length of her skirt is? Yeah. And this is like, think a larger discussion yeah. and debate. Uh, there's no debate. I think this is a larger discussion. But uh, when it happens in school, you should, when it happens among students, it is the responsibility of the school to deal with it. Uh, it's also uh, the responsibility of teachers to know that this is not okay yeah. to happen. And uh, teachers take it extremely far sometimes. Yeah. Where they just assume that this is an inappropriate thing to do. If you like uh, shake hands with someone, some teacher may come and comment on you. So if you hug a friend that you're comfortable with, some teacher... I think this is relevant, scrap this. Uh, but if it happens with a teacher and a student which happens a lot where a teacher is like too close to a certain student speaking extremely close uh, in physical what what's that called being too physically close to a student or being yeah. inappropriate or yeah. seeing inappropriate things talking about their uh, bodies in detail these are not appropriate things to do for a teacher to be explaining or to, uh, for a teacher to be doing to a school. In that case, uh, I hope whoever, whichever student this is, has a safe space. You have to be, uh, we were talking about bystanders, right? I hope your friends can tell you that this is not okay. Or you have to go tell your friends, you have to go tell your parents. Uh, having what like do. a support system. Yes, having yeah. a support system is extremely important. And if you don't, then you can be your own support system. But you should complain. So... Uh, every educational institution has a has a committee, internal committee, where specifically for this reason, prevention of sexual harassment will be dealt with. It should be dealt by that committee, and there is also, you know, uh, the POSCO Act. So that hub, like that, is uh, that safeguards minors from any exploitation of this kind. That's really um, helpful. Um, so let's go to like some resources that people can um, look, can like rely on when they are in these spaces. Um, so what do you suggest people should do? I think the toolkit is one. What, uh, what are you doing? What do you mean? What happened? You can always take that out. And if you can say no firmly yeah. with gestures, with words, say that. That is the best thing. If not, of course, the toolkit. And another thing is 
to have a support system we discussed this earlier uh, having a support system is extremely important and if you don't have an external support support system you need to be that for yourself and uh, more institu- inter- institutionalized uh, resources would be complaining to with complaining to committees complaining to your teachers complaining to your headmaster because it's speaking spe- specifically about teens i'm going to assume they are in educational institutions or this could happen even at home in an institution in a company in any space any public space you have the management and the police to go to and if it's happening at home which it happens ideally you go to your parents or your guardian that's really helpful um so that brings us to the end of this episode thank you so much for being here i think we all learn so much um it's a really serious topic but i think it's something that needs to be spoken about more um so that more people are educated about it so thank you for educating all our listeners about it and yeah thank you so much for being here again thank you so much for having me and like you said it's a very serious topic and i hope more people treat it that way and discuss it just because it's serious it doesn't mean it doesn't need to be taught and discussed uh so and again if you're if you feel that you know someone's actually harassing you i'm sure you can reach out to ananya who will answer your questions or direct them yeah. to me uh so i can help you out great thank you so much